Welcome to STBC Podcast. In this episode, we discuss our new leadership development plan for Mary and Caitlin, two young leaders at our church who have shown great potential and a track record of excellence. The Immerse program is a unique and innovative approach to leadership development and seminary training in partnership with the local church, Northwest Seminary and College, and Fellowship Pacific. This cutting-edge program leads to a Master of Divinity degree, but more importantly, it provides an academically rigorous and practically effective training ground for Christian leaders. I hope you enjoy this episode as you learn more about the Immerse program and hear why we're so excited to have Mary and Caitlin participate in it. Welcome to another episode of SDBC Podcast. We have two very exciting and amazing guests here today joining me. Um, normally, Mary Gerson is a co-host of this podcast, but today you're appearing as a guest. How does that feel, Mary? It's very weird. <laughs> I hope I don't forget what to say. <laughs> there you go. And Caitlin Shipowicz, uh, you heard her if you're following our podcast. You heard her with the First Steps team that we uh, released last week. But um, today you're here wearing a different hat because Caitlin and Mary, you're both joining this program called the Immerse Program at the seminary, at Northwest Baptist Seminary, in conjunction with our fellowship, our denomination, Fellowship uh, Pacific. So, Caitlin, um, before we get to your intro and your thoughts, I just want to let the listeners to uh, kind of know what the Immerse Program's like, because some of you may have heard of Immerse. Some of you, that might be like, what is that? Well, Immerse is a seminary program, especially in this particular iteration. It's a Master of Divinity program, so it's a full-fledged um, accredited degree with the ATS, the association um, that accredits uh, seminaries and Bible colleges and stuff. Well, actually, just seminaries. Um, so it is a real master's degree level kind of education that you guys are signing up for. But not only that, this is unique because it's actually hands-on training. So the philosophy of Immerse was that seminaries are graduating many, many students but then are they really well-prepared and well-equipped for hands-on ministry? Not just the theory and the intellectual part of education, but really being at a local church or a parachurch and serving hands-on. So this kind of came from this idea that, you know, in Jesus's time, everything was done through apprenticeship, right? Rather than a class or a lecture, even though Jesus did amazing lectures, um, there were really hands-on stuff. Like Jesus himself was a carpenter, and most likely because his dad was a carpenter, um, he would have learned the skills early on and, you know, Early in those days, they would have picked up the trade, picked up the profession, and they would have watched their father, their mentors, and their coaches help them learn this new skill. And we believe that as churches, this is how we could best equip our next leaders to actually put them in the field and have them in the field working and serving, but offering them coaches and mentors along the way. So if you go into the Immerse program, you get designated a mentor for the four or five years, depending on how long you take to finish the program. But it ends up becoming this um, journey with at least three mentors, one from the seminary, it's an academic mentor, and then you get the uh, fellowship who designates a fellowship leader. Um, they'll be the fellowship uh, mentor. And then you get a mentor designated from the church, in our case, Mary, you'll be, um, I'll be your mentor. And then Caitlin, you'll have Sue Gibson as mm -hmm. your mentor. So Caitlin, how, how do you feel? What got, how, first of all, how did you even hear about this Immerse program? Uh, I'm super excited. Um, but the, I first heard about the Immerse program, I think it was like probably a couple of years ago now. Um, it was actually you and Sue who uh, we went for coffee to kind of discuss next steps after graduating university. And 
kind of figuring out what I wanted to do and kind of what you wanted for me as well and just a vision kind of casting for the next little bit and you guys proposed Immerse and said think about it um, and gave me some information and I looked at it and I was like yeah I thought about it I love it <laughs> it sounds really cool <laughs> yeah I mean have you heard of a program like this before Never. Yeah. Um, I kind of, when people ask me about it, I kind of compare it to a co-op almost yeah, yeah. where you're, cause that's the, the closest thing to what this program is in like yeah, that's what the, I say too. The, yeah. the, the world, you yeah. know? So mm -hmm. I explained as a co-op and then my like Christian people that I kind of explain it's this, you know, they want to create not only like theologically sound leaders, but also people capable of yeah. leading and training them well in practical leadership skills within this program and everyone that I've told that to is like wow this sounds like such an incredible program that you not only get the academic knowledge but you also get the hands-on like practical experience in leadership absolutely and I'm excited for you guys to go through it because you guys are obviously already serving in the church it's not like you're just starting out <laughs> however there's now an intentional coaching process mentoring process with mm -hmm. it and you get to be connected. It's not, people think just because it's hands-on, maybe it won't have the same academic rigor as a normal master's degree. Mm -hmm. And that's absolutely not true. The The academic rigor will be there for you. You'll be writing lots of essays, reading lots of books, reflecting and, and analyzing things. But also you won't be done until you actually apply it and show us your mentors that you've applied it in the setting of maybe leading a missions trip or maybe administering a larger event or maybe solving some conflict at the church or whatever it is that you have to go through. These aren't just hoops. These are actually hands-on ministry stuff that you'll go through as a person who's in vocational ministry. So I'm excited for you guys because you're already showing promise. Now, this program is actually not one that you can just um, simply apply and get in. There's a huge application process with it. Um, but so Mary, maybe we can talk about that for now. Like mm -hmm. you've gone through a very, you know, robust, let's say, yeah. <laughs> robust to put it uh, lightly. Yeah. That's, a, that's an understatement. <laughs> uh, application process. <laughs> and it's still going. Yeah, we're, we're not done yet. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you guys have been accepted, which yeah. is why we're on, uh, releasing this podcast. It'll be awkward to release the podcast <laughs> and find that you <laughs> haven't you been accepted. No, we're in. So, church family, Mary and Caitlin both did an amazing job. Um, Sue and I were able to witness and be a part of the assessment, and they did great. But how was it from your end, Mary? Like, how did you experience the process? The whole process? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we started talking about this last fall, just seeing if it would be a good fit. And then in February, we had our entrance interviews, which were more casual, but they were still, I think it was like an hour and a half interview, like still that, just yeah. getting to know you, seeing if you're even going to be a fit for the program. And then after that, we were given some time to prep. And then we were sent the application, the written application, <laughs> which I think took me about 30 hours to complete. And it ended Probably. up being, yeah, 20,000 words. Yeah, 20,000 words. And so it was more than it, mine. Yeah, it was, it was very long. And when I was talking to one of my assessors, they actually compared it to War and Peace. Not because it was this beautiful masterpiece, but because it went on and on and on and on and on. Mary is on the same level as Tolstoy, by the way. <laughs> but that's not because I'm a rambler. It's just because I took it so seriously. But anyways, after we finished this very intensive application on paper, then we went through uh, what they call the assessment, which is multiple days of different questions and personality tests and different things like this and interviews um 
You have to tell your testimony and you have to share a message and all of these different things. And so it was two intensive days of these interviews. And then we got told that we were accepted. And then we just completed another application to get into the Northwest because you have to apply to the Immerse Pacific program yeah. and then also to the seminary. So yeah. then there was that whole thing too. Um, but yeah, coming to the other side of it all, it's crazy. But it also, I really appreciated the process because it helped me think of a lot of different things mm -hmm. that yeah. I haven't had to think about. It helped me reflect on a lot, a lot of different parts of my story, of my call to ministry, what the Lord mm -hmm. has done in my life. So it was an incredibly... Um, reflective process and I actually mm -hmm. quite enjoyed it. Can't speak for you, but <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. That's the saga <laughs> that I yeah. wrote in my application. How, how about you, Caitlin? How did, how did the process work for you? Yeah, it was definitely intense. It was, yeah, Mary and I were kind of talking throughout the whole thing of just back and forth of like, have you gone through the questions? Like, how many pages are there? <laughs> there were so many pages. <laughs> Um, and apparently they can see how, like, when you open the document and, like, how long you spend on it. I think mine was open for, like, a solid two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. close it just in case I lost any of my answers or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, like Mary, I loved the process. I think mine was also, it was quite a long um, application, but just the questions that they asked and the, what they wanted to kind of know from you. I just wanted to give as much as I could to it. And like, if mm -hmm. for me, if I was going to go through this whole process and try and get into this program, um, I wanted to like go with my whole heart and like mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. be vulnerable in the answers and, you know, the questions of like, when have you failed and like, how did you deal with that and stuff mm -hmm. like that? And actually like, you know, you had to write a testimony and share your testimony. It was like 10 or 12 minutes. and saying like what you've been saved from as much as what you've been called to and so you just really kind of you know dig deep in that and yeah it was it was very I mean it was very emotionally like draining and just mentally yeah. draining the whole process especially those two days of assessments but at the end and like after I know Mary needed a lot of time to process <laughs> it I had to just process it as well and after that it was just so like wow like we did all of that. Like, we did it. This is fantastic. Such a good, like, way to now start this, like, next chapter. Because mm -hmm. they did tell us right away, which I think I probably would not have been able to sleep if we had to wait <laughs> to, to find wait out. To, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was rigorous, intense, yes. draining, but also, at the end, just so filling and so... Yeah fantastic mm -hmm. yeah i think that's the design of this mm -hmm. assessment so i'm glad even though it was COVID and you guys had to do it over zoom which yeah. is not normal obviously um but i thought you guys did a great job in the assessments but also i because i wear the other hat of being on the board for the seminary and of course i serve the fellowship churches um in various ways and i think one of the reasons why they make it such a rigorous and such a, mm -hmm. a substantial part of your application process this assessment is because we want to make sure we utilize our resources well, like we're stewarding it well, because, mm -hmm. you know, Baptist Housing is a fellowship agency is sponsoring this program. So the students have a little bit of a discount, I guess, for the tuition because they, 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 they fund immersed students. And then there's other people who are putting in time 
um, like our mentors, of course, all are putting in time to do a lot of work to read all of your assignments and to coach you and mentor you and meet with you and all of these things. Um, we don't want to spend these resources on people who we don't believe are truly called into ministry or that we don't believe will take this seriously or that we don't believe have the potential to succeed in ministry. So we wanted to make sure if we're going to take all of this resource around our, like not just material goods, but time and everything, and we want to invest so much into younger people who are looking into ministry, uh, we want to make sure we invest in the right people. And we want to make sure we put it in people who are serious about this, who do feel called and are confirmed and affirmed. And we also want to make sure that you are going to succeed in this program and you're mm -hmm. a good fit for a program like this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why the assessment is so robust and so um, complicated and complex in a way mm -hmm. um, to figure that out. So it's your emotional strength and health and it's your spiritual maturity. It's it's all of this. It's your skill sets. And all of that is being measured in these assessments. And I think um, what the assessment teams saw in you guys was that absolutely these women are definitely worth investing in. Because you have to remember, this is four or five years from now that we'll continue this journey mm -hmm. for that long. So, And hopefully longer than that, too, <laughs> but at least in this program. And, and I'm excited about it. But Mary, what got you most excited about doing this program here at SDBC through Immerse? Mm-hmm. Definitely the first thing that comes to mind is all of the the learning that I'll get to um, encounter, both the practical and theological, more intellectual learning. Stole my answer. <laughs> <laughs> but also that I will be able to practice some of these things with this family that I already love and already feel so comfortable with. I feel like that is such a gift. It's not like I'm just going to any seminary and being thrown into any congregation. This is a family that I already know that knows me. Um that I hope will be excited to do this process with us along the way. Yeah. Fun fact, I was also, uh, I was placed here actually because I was an immersed student. Hmm. So if you want to blame someone, Dale Cron was the board chair at the time. I think he signed <laughs> my papers. So if you want to blame someone, you can blame Dale, I guess. But um, I, I came, I obviously, I ended up dropping out. So I'm not a graduate. So I hope you guys are more successful in this program than I am. <laughs> I'll let you know in five years. Yeah, yeah I hope so yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great program. I got placed here. Obviously, I'm very thankful. I'm so grateful that I got placed here. But I love how unique this is that we reached out to you guys, both of you. Mm -hmm. uh, we reached out to you and asked you to consider this because we saw potential in you guys and that we wanted you to be invested in because we believe you will you will impact our church family. You already are, but you'll continue to do that, and we want to equip you to do that even better. So mm. I think this is going to be a huge, huge benefit for our church family. Mm -hmm. Caitlin, what were you most excited about when you considered this program? Yeah, I think the first thing that kind of came to mind is what Mary said is I I love learning. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm an academic. I just, the whole process of, like, you know, researching and reading and writing is just something that I love. Um, you know, I love growing in knowledge and what's better than growing in the knowledge of, you know, God and Christ and mm -hmm. the Bible. And that's, you know, that's, it's a seminary program. That's going to be a big part of it. Um, so that's probably one of the main, like the, the first thing that was super exciting to me. And also just, um, I've been with like the kids ministry here for over, just over five years now. And, I love every second of it and mm. to be able to now kind of develop my leadership capabilities and my, you know, competencies within the context of like South Delta Baptist and like, yeah, the family mm -hmm. that we have here and, mm -hmm. and, you know, the families in our ministry and yeah. being able to serve them while learning and growing so much is just going to be such an incredible opportunity um, mm -hmm. that 
you know, this is the start of something amazing. Yeah. yeah. And if I can just add one more thing, it's kind of a bonus, but on top of both of the things we've already said, yeah. the fact that we meet yeah, we get to do it together yeah. at the same time is just such a special mm-hmm. blessing. And I know when we were both considering the program separately, we didn't know that the yeah. other person was really <laughs> yeah. considering yeah. it. So it's so cool because we'll probably be able to work on stuff together, bounce yeah. ideas off of each other. So it's just, it's so special. It's so exciting. Yeah. Like, and that's one of the it's reasons. It's already brought us closer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And that's one of the reasons why we ended up waiting to tell the whole church family through a podcast like this, because it would be super awkward if one of you <laughs> got in and the you other imagine? didn't. Yeah, that could have been hard. So I, I trusted that you both would pass. <laughs> and uh, I'm so glad it ended up that way. And Caitlin, by the way, you can stay home today when we're recording the podcast. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been hard. Um, so I'm super excited that both of you guys get to do it together like you said mary it's it's actually a blessing to have friends and partners and brothers and sisters in ministry together Mm -hmm. that's one of the things i'm so thankful for here at south delta our staff we've become so close as a family Mm -hmm. that this is like to me coming into work doesn't seem like just punching in and punching out or clocking in and clocking out Mm -mm. if it feels like another family for me it feels like you know more than work there's so much totally. purpose Definitely. and meaning here yeah. i was just off for this last week and i missed you guys every single day <laughs> yeah being being in the preschool and like splitting my time like preschool and ministry and then also working outside of the church it's like oh i just i just want to be back at the church like yeah. in the office working with everyone you can take a coffee break and go you know hang out with mary or go see paul say hi on your way to get some water it's, yeah, it's like a second. It's, it's a home away from home. Yeah, and I think it's so awesome that our team has that mentality. I'm th- I'm so thankful for it. I mm-hmm. recognize that it's not always the case, mm-hmm. and I thank you guys for building that together with us, that kind of culture on staff. But you know, I- I'm looking forward to the next you know four or five years as you guys go through the program. Not only academically will you be stretched and growing, um, I think the maturity that you guys will have, even though you guys are already mature women in Christ, I think this will be so good because. That's what's taught me a lot about being in school. Like I'm also still in school, but you know, we should never stop learning. We should never stop being mm-hmm. hungry to grow and mature in Christ. We don't arrive per se, right? Mm-hmm. Um, God is so much bigger that we can't just master following after him in <laughs> four or five years. Wait, was that easy? <laughs> yeah. So I love I love the process. Um, how about for for our church ministry that the roles that you have right now, especially how do you think this program will equip you for ministry? So, Caitlin, for children's ministry, um, you know, we're clearly investing in you for children's ministry, mm-hmm. and we think you'll do amazing things. You already are, but we know that you will do even greater things, and this is why we're excited to invest in you in this way. Mm-hmm. But um, what what makes you excited? How do you think this this program will equip you for SCBC Kids? Yeah, one, one thing that I love um, and that, honestly, I feel is, I've been told and I feel is kind of one of my gifts is adapting you know, the Bible stories for kids so mm-hmm. to bring it onto a level that they can understand. And so for me, just to have all of, you know, learning the Bible even deeper will make that even easier. Um, and also just with the families, like one of our main goals for um, like SDBC kids and just our family ministry here at the church is to really equip parents to, mm-hmm. you know, teach their kids and to, you know, grow a Christian worldview in their kids. And Um, I feel that just the leadership and the knowledge that I'll gain from this program will help so much in being able to come alongside families and walk alongside them in their journey of, you know, teaching their kids. And yeah, just it's going to be such a cool experience for that, just helping equip families and just ministry in general, because, you know, I uh, help in youth and young adults and preteen as well. Mm -hmm. So um, like Paul said, I have many hats, but 
the just ministry here is so incredible and learning and growing in the knowledge of God, I think is just something that will always help you Mm -hmm. in relating to and teaching absolutely others. absolutely and mary how about you how how do you think this program will help you be equipped for ministry yeah um not to like be a cop out or anything but i don't know if i have a specific answer for a specific task that i do because my job is so you know diverse with so yeah. many different things but i just think that learning like caitlin said learning the bible deeper learning the gospel learning the truths deeper i hope that as we become more gospel fluent and bible fluent that it will pour into everything so yeah. i don't know if i could mention one thing um but i also just hope to gain lots of opportunities and new experience of trying new things because i know being young in ministry people mm-hmm. ask oh can you do this and one thing i often have to say is i don't know i've never done it before yeah. because it's true because i've only been here for four or five years so i just i pray and i hope that um through god's will for me here like i'll just be able to do new things that i've never done before and just see where god wants to take me yeah and mm-hmm. i mean for both of you as you guys launch into this program in september one of the things you, I think you'll find is having those mentors and access to mm-hmm. people who are godly, who can demonstrate godliness and following after Christ, people who have knowledge, like having access to those people is one of the biggest um, privileges we have. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, like I said this in a sermon a few weeks ago, right? Like Warren Buffett kind of admitted that he's lucky, quote unquote lucky. Um, we we probably would say we're blessed, we're gifted um, with God's blessings, but one of the things is, it's not just material goods or health. Those are great things that God's given us too. Um, but access to people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. access to godly people around us is an amazing gift. And Immerse gives you that. Like you guys know that one of my mentors, I always love talking about him, but Larry Perkins, Dr. Mm-hmm. Larry Perkins, um, he was actually my academic mentor from the seminary. Um, That's awesome. That deepened my relationship with him. And one of the days, you know, long after I've, I've dropped out and he's no longer obligated to mentor me, um, I called him up and said, hey, I'm starting a new sermon series in the book of James. And, you know, I have this question about this particular part. And he he wasn't even prepped for it. This was at Tim Hortons. We're just hanging out. And he goes, yeah. So in the Greek, this word means blah, blah, blah. And he, just, he, <laughs> he went full on into, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I have the privilege of just giving him a call, mm-hmm. asking him for coffee. And then I have access to this that people have to pay thousands of dollars to have lectures for. Mm. He even came and gave... Um, private lectures for our preaching team several times every time we start a new sermon series now we haven't done that through covid but before covid every mm-hmm. time we launched a new uh, series we would invite him to come and he'll come drive out all the way to our church and he'll be able to give us a private catered lesson to us it's i would amazing. send him uh, literally the excel sheet of all the preaching schedule so he'll be like okay jordan so you're preaching on this text in three months so wow. here's what here's what you should be looking out for here's some controversies in this text here's some interpretive tools and it's so awesome to know that he's not just using recycling many of the lectures mm-hmm. that he had in his long career as a seminary prof, but he's actually putting more time in to serve us specifically. Mm-hmm. Having mentors like that in your life where you can bounce ideas, have academic um, knowledge around you, but also have someone when you're struggling with me, let's say, for example, hey, I have this boss who is an idiot and I don't know how to deal with him. How do I respond in a godly way when, when I don't have a perfect boss? You have someone that you can go to who is godly, mm-hmm. who will give you wisdom, not just from their experience, but from the Bible. And I think that resource is what I'm most excited about for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's going to be such a gift to you. And I know you already have some of those people in your lives, but to expand that even further. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a great gift. So let's kind of end today with just sharing with our family. 
what are you, I guess, looking forward to most as you start this program in September? Mm-hmm. If you had to choose one thing, Mary, we'll go with you first. Okay. What are you, what are you most looking forward to in September? Yeah, it's funny because we were actually just asked this question in our um, first orientation call. And I was surprised how quickly the answer came to me. Mm. And the thing I'm most excited for is to be challenged. Mm. I just, I absolutely love being challenged. And I know that God, he really shows how great he is um, when I enter into something that I'm scared of, challenged by, never done before. Um, So I'm just excited for all the ways in which I'll be challenged. Mm. Didn't you compare immerse to skydiving? Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the Krista and Elizabeth just thought that was hilarious. And like, no, oh, this has never been compared to skydiving, but I love it. <laughs> it was awesome. How about you? Um, I think the thing that I'm most excited for is just all the learning that we'll be doing, mm-hmm. like physical, like academic learning through the courses, but also the practical hands-on learning of ministry. Um, And I'm so, 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 so excited and thankful that Sue um, will be right there alongside me. Mm -hmm. She's just been such an incredible mentor and leader in my life already. And so to have this, you know, actually like this deeper mentorship relationship within the context of Immerse, um, Mm -hmm. I think is going to be something that's so uh, incredible and so special. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that relationship mm-hmm. growing even further. Yeah. And I always admire seeing those relationships grow. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see how it would even grow further. So that's great. Um, one of the things that, you know, the name Immerse is actually, you know, very indicative of the program's, mm-hmm. you know, core values, right? You're immersed in church life, you're immersed in ministry. Um, but for our church, I think one way we can participate with you, we can partner with you in this journey is that we would immerse ourselves in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, that we would bathe you in prayer, lifting you up and supporting you and asking God to use you guys in a mighty way now and also as you continue to journey um, for the next four or five years and hopefully even further down the road as you continue to serve our church family. So how can we specifically pray for you as you go through Immerse? Are there any things that you want to share with the church family so that they're aware so they can be praying for you over the next several months leading into September? Uh, <laughs> I'll go first. Okay, you go. Yeah. okay. Um, I think resilience would be a good one for for me. Just that you know, there's a lot of it's five years or mm-hmm. four to five years. That's a long, yeah. it's a long time. You know, I was in high school for five years. I was in university for five years, mm-hmm. and now we're starting another long journey. That you know, a lot can change and a lot can happen. So, I think just prayer for resilience that even when you know trials come and life unexpected things just happen in Mm -hmm. life in general um that I would be able to continue and that God would just be walking alongside me and carrying me when I can't walk so Mm -hmm. yes yeah and for me I think it would be finding a good balance because this program is self-paced so there's no like really set due dates it's up to what you can handle but being able to find the right groove and balance that works for accomplishing all the goals that Mm -hmm. we want to meet but also for our lives Um, because I know most of you know but I'm married to Phil and he's also in school so in September we'll both be in school Mm -hmm. so figuring out you know the balance that works a balance that is healthy for us as individuals and a married couple and a couple that serves the church um, on a volunteer basis as well so there's just lots of different things to juggle so prayer for that would be great yeah so church family as you hear this podcast i hope you're excited and you share in the excitement of these two amazing women that we have at our church family but also please please continue to pray for them uh, lift them up in your prayers as you remember them 
um, pray for Caitlin, pray for Mary, pray for for all this resilience for the next four or five years, and pray for balance and and both for both of them. And also pray for our church family that mm -hmm. Sue and I will mm -hmm. be good mentors to them, um, but also that our church family will give them opportunities and and grace as as they're allowed to experiment and fail at times too, and that we would not shun them, but that we would continue to bless them and, and share with them this journey that they are on. So church family, so excited to share this news with you. If you see Caitlin or Mary about in town, um, please wave hi and congratulate them in being accepted into this amazing opportunity and, and keep praying for them. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.